HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. Welcome to All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Sherry Bayer, and it is Saturday, November 4th, 2023, and this show will be broadcast next week. This is our 371st episode of this series, which is dedicated to behind-the-scenes talent in the hospitality industry. Today, my guest is an outstanding restaurant development executive, operator, and consultant who's based in Las Vegas, where I am on location today. And I'll introduce her fully in a moment. First, as I do in every show, I will start out with my PR tip. Then later, we'll have my speed round game, industry news discussion, solo dining experience, and the final question. As the founder of Bayer Public Relations, I'm going to tip the show off with my PR tip of the week. So today's tip is to be a transformer. And by this, I don't mean to become a sort of science fiction toy robot, but instead to take your knowledge and expertise and apply it to other places and establishments in order to help growth and development elsewhere. Rather than holding on to what we have learned, keeping it to ourselves, let's spread our wisdom to the benefit of others. We can make for a better world by sharing. So let's pass along our know-how and transform the world together. That's my tip today. Okay, so I'm so excited, as I said, to be in Las Vegas with my guest today, who is Elizabeth Blau. She is a James Beard Award nominee who is recognized for the impact of her leadership, innovation, and philanthropy over nearly four decades. Elizabeth is widely credited with transforming Las Vegas into a world-class culinary destination. In 2002, she founded Blau & Associates, expanding into one of the leading restaurant development and consulting companies. Along with her husband, Chef Kim Cantonwala, she operates successful signature restaurants, including Honey Salt in Las Vegas and Vancouver. Among her accolades, she was the recipient of the 2022 Cornell Hospitality Innovator Award, and in 2020, she co-founded the nonprofit Women's Hospitality Initiative to develop and implement programs for women to achieve leadership positions in the restaurant industry. That is the short bio of the short bio. I could go on and on, but without further ado, hi, Elizabeth. Oh, Sherry, so great to have you here in Las Vegas. It's so great to be here. Yeah, sunny, beautiful. And uh, it makes me just want to move move in with you here. <laughs> I have to say, uh, this is pretty much our weather year-round. So uh, it does get blistering hot in the summer, but, um, you know, waking up with the sunshine is, is really a treat, especially growing up in New England where winters are, are not that way. I hear you. I grew up in Miami, so I, I get the sun and the warmth, but my hair is so much easier to manage here yes. without the humidity. So I'll take it. Yes. I'll take it. Um, 
So, okay, so take us back a bit to your start into the hospitality industry, culinary industry, and going to Cornell. What led you in that direction? Um, So it's a funny start. Um, I was the business manager of my high school newspaper, and I went to sell an ad at a local Mexican restaurant called Poncho McGee's, an Irish-Mexican cantina. And... um, uh, that led to a job. I was the taco girl at, uh, at happy hour and uh, I was 16 years old and I thought, wow, the restaurant business is really cool. And, you know, for a long time, um, I just thought it was going to be something I did to make money. I went to Georgetown undergrad. I was a government international relations major. I thought I was going to go into law school, but all four years, um, I worked in restaurants, both front and back of house. Uh, senior year, I started a catering business called The Butler Did It. And, uh, you know, I just, I had a passion for it, but I thought that, you know, my career was going to be getting a postgraduate degree and and, and going into the law. But um, somewhere around the way, I got um, slightly derailed. And uh, after taking the LSATs and applying to nine law schools, we didn't have a common application that the... Uh, young people have today, um, I decided uh, to go back and take the GMATs and I applied to one hotel school and, and that was Cornell. And so I broke it to my parents that the good news was I was going back to uh, to graduate school, but it wasn't going to be for law. And Cornell really changed my life. The hotel school, the professors, the alumni, and um, really the, you know, the people that came to school to speak, um, the uh, graduate assistantship that I was able to have um, uh, really just was was game-changing. And so I worked for the Maccioni family and was involved with the launch of Austria del Circo and then the move of Le Cirque to Le Cirque 2000 at the, the palace and then made the transition after being part of negotiating the deal to do Le Cirque in, in Circo at, at the Bellagio. And uh, Gosh, almost 28 years later, here and living in Las Vegas and, and working and launching my family and our son being born here, um, uh, no looking back. Amazing. We were talking before, we have a few things in common just to, to note. My first job was at a Mexican restaurant in Miami where I was the hostess. Wow. As soon as I could drive, <laughs> I got this job. My parents were like, what? And so, yeah, different, different career paths, although we sort of, I guess, have been going going kind of like adjacent to each other. Always, always. Um, so, so very cool. So, so talk a little bit about what was it like working for Serio and why did you get the position to come to Vegas? Was Vegas your idea, their idea, mutually, you were like, I'm going to go there and, and, and launch this? Another funny story. So, um, uh, the Wins were family friends for, for many years, um, and I had come to Las Vegas, but it was not somewhere that I ever thought I was going to be living or, or making my home. And um, while I was at Cornell, um, both of the Maccioni sons, Mario and Marco, uh, did the Cornell program, Mario in Ithaca and uh, Marco at EMI in, in, in Paris. And so on a... Uh, field trip, I would say, to to New York. Um, I had the opportunity um, to meet Sirio through my professor, Tom Kelly. And uh, at dinner, the conversation just led to Las Vegas. And he and his wife were going to be um, heading out to Las Vegas. Edge Diana, Sirio's wife, loves to play slot machines. And uh, they were going out for part vacation uh, but he was also going out to talk to not the win um, about um, a, um, a a restaurant opportunity, and so I made the um, suggestion that if he wanted to meet Steve Wynn, I'd be happy to um, to make that introduction. And so, a uh, couple weeks later, through the professor, uh, came a call like, "How dare you? You know, tell." Serio, that you would introduce him to Steve Wynn. And I was like, well, I guess because I can. Um, and so I actually reintroduced them because they they did know each other um, early on in their in their careers in New York. Um, and so the idea was born to do La Cirque and Chirco. And the idea originally was not uh, for me to work for for the winds, it was um, to come out for six months to open the restaurants for the Maccioni family. And 
Somewhere in the process, Mr. <laughs> Wynn made me an offer that, uh, that I couldn't refuse. And um, so that was to be the vice president of, of restaurant development for Bellagio. And so the idea was that Le Cirque and Chirco were going to be the only outside restaurants at Bellagio and everything else was going to be internally developed. And when I came on board, um, the process started of um, flying to Boston and meeting Todd English. And that was where the idea to do Olives was born and flying with my colleague, Kevin Stussy, to, um, to San Francisco and, and meeting Michael Mina and Charles Condi, who, you know, then owned Aqua and, uh, and doing that deal and meeting with Sean George and doing Prime and Nancy Silverton to do an internal bakery, um, Arno Armand uh, Petrosian to do the Petrosian Caviar Bar. And so um, Bellagio really got um, a, a second life in terms of the ideas that, um, that eventually led to, you know, really probably the turning point in Las Vegas um, in terms of the restaurant portfolio. It's incredible. And I mean, I know you could go on just the, the amount of the caliber of chefs here and restaurants and what's happening in Vegas. It's as someone who dines out and loves to dine out. It's like, I get overwhelmed. I'm like, where to, where to eat today? Cause there are just so many amazing chefs here. So you saw this over, I guess it's the past 20 plus years. Almost 30. Yes. Yeah. Then you started your own company, Lau and Associates in 2002. So, so what happened is um, Steve Wynn sold Mirage Resorts to MGM and it became MGM Mirage. So I thought, okay, I'm packing my bags. I'm heading back to New York. And the then CEO of MGM, Terry Lanny, offered me a very similar position to work directly for him and oversee restaurant development for MGM Mirage, which I did for two years. Um, but while Mirage Resorts was a public company and, you know, a very large corporation, it still was very different in its DNA, much more like a family organization, whereas MGM was definitely more of a corporate entity. And so, um, that was not, you know, really kind of something I was after working for the Maccioni's, um, was not something that really, um, was for me. And so that's when I, I left and, and started Blau and Associates. And then I, did a brief stint when um, when the winds opened um, the win and uh, and went back while my husband led Blount Associates and you know now here we are. Amazing! And how big is your company now? Is it so? We have um, two distinct sides of the company. We have the restaurant operations, so we have five restaurants in Vancouver, Canada that we have um, uh, management uh, operations for. We have the two here in Las Vegas, Buddy V's with our partner, Buddy Velastro, the cake boss, and then Honey Salt. And then recently we opened um, Crown Block in, um, in Dallas, which is our steak and seafood in the Reunion Tower in partnership with Hunt Realty. So there are about 600 people that work on the restaurant side of the, the company. And then where I spend most of my time is really in our international consulting um, and hospitality development. And so we have projects all over the world and there are um, 12 of us on, um, on that side of the business. And how do you manage all this? <laughs> um, having a great team. Yeah. Um, you know, just a really extraordinary team around uh, me. I mean, working with um, my husband, uh, who is my partner, and, uh, and Jason Lappin, our, my, our business partner and the president of our company. Uh, we have a great leadership team, and we have a great team around us. And um, I think it really helps to have a passion for what you do. So... You know, I come to work every day excited about my clients, excited about our restaurants, excited about what we're doing and, you know, and really striving for a level of excellence and, um, and balancing that with um, giving back to the planet that we come from. I mean, obviously we're going through a horrific time right now, which is what's happening in Israel and what's happening around the world. And so um, our commitment to our team to their families and to our our philanthropic platforms is um, you know really a, a very important part of our DNA. I mean, I um, you know I look up to you know what several of our colleagues in the you know the industry have you know really committed themselves not only to growing their businesses but um, you know growing their social impact, um, and that's important to my husband and myself. 
Yeah, absolutely. I went the other night, I left the strip, and I went to Honey Salt. Oh, you <laughs> snuck in. I snuck in for dinner. Well, because I hadn't been, and it, I've always wanted to go, beyond the fact that we were going to talk today, and... But it's, it was amazing. Oh, it was amazing. I got, you. I was, I, I tried to order things um, through the server that uh, you would recommend. I got the monkey bread and I got the, um, the meatloaf. Uh, perfect. Which is not something I can remember <laughs> ordering at a restaurant any time in the, recently. But it was delicious. It was all delicious. And I got that awesome chocolate. Brookie. Brookie cake, <laughs> which was, I mean, your portion sizes in Vegas are generous yes to say the least but it was all delicious um but it was interesting you know leaving the strip as someone uh, i come here i'm more of a tourist i stay um like a tourist on, on the strip and but and go to most of the restaurants over there but leaving there and coming over here and it's like in the suburbs it's just it's a whole different world and i remembered the very first time i came to vegas a friend of mine had worked for hilton and i had stayed with him in a house in the suburb areas and I got that experience. So it's very different. So how do you, I mean, what is it like living here, running a restaurant and, and your relationship with going over to the hotels or do you, I mean, when you're working on the properties, was it a, a you know, a day-to-day -day thing and like, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's interesting because I think we have the, you know, the best of both worlds here. I mean, 15 minutes from where you're sitting right now to my house are some of the most, incredible hiking mountains through the Red Rock um, canyons. And uh, so we can get out to, you know, to nature so easily. Um, and the strip is, is, is 20 minutes from, from here. And so I think the most exciting thing that's happened in Las Vegas is that we've created a whole new generation. Many of the chefs that have um, moved out here and many of the alumni of, of these celebrity chefs have opened restaurants downtown, east side, west side. So, you know, one of the, the bakers from Bellagio has a bakery, um, Cafe Breja here. Another one of the famous, you know, pastry chefs who came over from France has, has Cafe Burgundy. So, we have some world-class bakeries if, you know, if you're mm -hmm. in the mood for a cannelier or a croissant or, you know, or, or a quiche. So, um, and then restaurant tours as, as well. And so it's this healthy balance that, you know, I mean, we've got the sphere and Which you I was at last night. Oh, oh my God. Did you love it? It's, it's spectacular. Have you been? Yes. So I went last weekend. So we have... Um, we have, you know, this access to, you know, all of these incredible Carrie Underwood, Katy Perry, these residencies, these world-class restaurants, yeah. these world-class hotels, you know, within 15, 20 minutes of our, our homes if we want to do that. But now we have, you know, a whole world off the strip. Um, and so, you know, for me, it's a, you know, a unique combination. I mean, I do a lot of my consulting work with Wynn. So, you know, I have the great fortune of, you know, of being on their properties. Uh, our buddy V's is in the Venetian. And so also another wonderful place to, um, to spend time. And some of my favorite restaurants in the city, when I, you know, when people ask me for, for recommendations, Mott 32, Mizumi and Wynn, Casa Playa, the coastal Mexican and Wynn. And so, um, you know, we will go down to the, to the strip for those, but, you know, equally we have, you know, some really exciting things happening off the strip. So it's a nice, it's a nice balance. And right in between, you know, the suburban neighborhoods and um, the Strip is like this incredible Chinatown, which has been exploding over the last 20 years. And so, you know, any kind of Asian, you know, cuisine from Korean barbecue to, I mean, world-class Ginza-style sushi uh, and omakase, you know, it's all available, you know, right, you know, minutes away. It's incredible. And this trip came about last minute for me because I was in Los Angeles and I got a ticket to see you too. So I kind of just flew in for that and so happy to be here with you. But next time I come, and I've said this last time, but next time I come, I have to get out into the nature and go hiking and explore because I tend to just come in and just do the city restaurant life and the show life, every, you know? Every Sunday, because as you can see, my um, two golden retrievers who have got an affinity for anybody new that comes into the house, 
um, you know, we go out onto the trails and, you know, and sometimes I just look at these Red Rock Canyons and go, I can't believe this is my, you know, backyard. Yeah. People, you know, travel across country, you know, just for, for that. And um, it's uh, really incredibly beautiful and it's, it's minutes away. And, uh, you know, it's a nice, it's a nice balance to, you know, the, as I am sure you saw all of the construction for F1 and then next we'll have Super Bowl. And then in June, so thrilled to, um, you know, announce that we'll have the world's 50 best. So it's a big year for, for Las Vegas and hosting, you know, really, you know, international uh, events. And it's exciting to see, um, and to live in a city that continues to develop. I mean, we have, um, NFL hockey, we have, you know, the, the Raiders, we have two time champion WNBA team and, you know, and soon what is discussed is that we'll have major league baseball and, and um, and NBA basketball. So, um, you know, these are all things that just, you know, kind of, you know, add to our economy and, and the excitement, you know, like the sphere for, yeah. for our city. Yeah. Well, there's. You're selling Vegas, not like you needed to, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's amazing. Let me ask you my question for my last guest. On episode 370, I had on Barca Cardoz. She is a culinary entrepreneur and founder of Cardoz Legacy, LLC. She's the co-creator of FC Plus B&B Masalas. She has a new book out, With Love and Masalas, Everyday Indian Recipes from My Kitchen to Yours. And she is the wife of the late, renowned, amazing chef, Floyd Cardoz. So, yeah, um, it was very nice to have her on an episode. I have never met her, her but I adored adored Floyd, and uh, that was such a COVID tragedy. Yeah, well, she has this amazing line of masalas now that wow. really the project started with a conversation with, with Floyd and and um, Burlap and Barrel and so she's continued on with that when creating the Cardo's legacy and wow. she's she's so lovely and wonderful. So I asked her to ask you a question and her question is how do you balance relationship and partnership with your husband at work and at home without it becoming difficult? Well, um, <laughs> I would be remiss to say that it is not ever difficult um, when you have two passionate uh, restaurant people with uh, type A personalities. Um, but again, I, I think, you know, we just, we both love what I, we do. We, you know, we love our company and, you know, and what we've built. Um, we have an incredible son that, you know, keeps us grounded. Um, but I think, you know, what's key and integral is that we really bring very complementary yet different skill sets to the table. I mean, obviously Kim is a chef like Floyd, um, by background, my passion is more the business and, and marketing, um, and development side. And so we both look at things very differently. And, um, you know, I think as long as you have that respect that you listen to one another, which, you know, is always a, a work in, in progress, um, but luckily it's, it's more progress than, than work. And, um, so, uh, that's what's allowed us to really build this, um, exciting company. Amazing. How did you guys meet? <laughs> uh, another good story. Oh, that's another good story. <laughs> um, so, uh, we were looking, uh, for a chef for the Beau Rivage. The Beau Rivage was the, uh, property that Stephen Elaine Wynn built in Biloxi, Mississippi, and I said to Grant McPherson, who was the executive chef of the Bellagio at the time, you must have a friend. We need a, you know, a rock star chef. And he said, yep, I have a friend. He's in um, Dubai and uh, he doesn't love, and this was, you know, over more than 20 years ago, he didn't love living there. Um, and so uh, Kim flew over and people said, you know, was it love at first sight. And I said, I didn't even think he was so serious. I didn't even know if he wanted the job, no less did I think it was uh, love at first sight. But um, yes, I um, was part of the team that hired him to, uh, to take over the Beau Rivage. So. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's and long. That's the rest is history. As the they rest say. is history. <laughs> and also why, why Vancouver restaurants? Is there a... Yep. So um, we are part of the Park Vancouver, which also includes um, a casino. So we spent um, eight years with um, dear friends, Diana Bennett and Scott Menke on the whole development of this project. So there was originally a temporary casino. So we helped them develop, it had a snack bar. 
And then over the years, going through all of the entitlements and the development and eventually bringing on Marriott to do the hotel and getting to work through the entire design process. And so, um, you know, we did all of the restaurant development, both for the Marriott sites, as well as for the casino and in the public areas. And then eventually we were asked to um, have a management contract to, to run all of that, that F&B. So um, Vancouver really, you know, was, um, was because of Scott and Diana and Paragon Gaming and their development. Uh, but also, you know, it was very personal for Kim. Kim is Canadian. He grew up in, in, in Montreal. Um, and so to get to return to Canada after many, many years of working and traveling all over the world, um, to get to return and do such an exciting project and a flagship in, in downtown Vancouver um, was really, you know, meaningful for him. And, you know, for myself and for our son, Cole, was, you know, really extraordinary. We lived there for, for two years and, um, uh, you know, get to go up frequently, but it's a magnificent city. It's so multicultural. Um, and our food at Honey Salt, if you were to go to Honey Salt Vancouver, you would see is almost entirely different. I mean, there's some of the DNA. You would definitely get the brookie and the fried chicken sandwich. <laughs> Uh, but the menu in Canada is definitely more reflective of the seafood and the Indian and Asian and British influences than, you know, what you had here. Amazing. Well, I've been to Vancouver once a while ago. I'm due to, due to go back. So I will Amazing let you know. City. <laughs> I have an entire list of uh, recommendations for you up I'm there sure as well. Sure you do. And I will take you up on it. What about TV, which you've done quite a bit of what's your experience been like because you were on you were a judge on Iron Chef America then you were a part of the restaurant startup mm -hmm. series or was it one season yeah so okay. I did the third season uh it was um uh Tim Love and Joe Bastianich and um it was so much fun I couldn't believe how much work it was how hard it was and you know flying into LA and you know early morning calls and hair and makeup but it was a lot of fun um, something, you know, very different from my, my day to day, but, um, you know, we, we live in a, in a world where, um, marketing and certainly public relations have become, you know, as important, um, a component as your food and your service. Um, you know, I say now that, you know, design and, and marketing really tie neck and neck and then, you know, food, and then service probably come in, um, you know, third and fourth. You can have like the most talented chef, the most extraordinary food, wonderful service. But if the world doesn't know about it, you will go out of business. And that's why the mortality rate in the restaurant industry is, is so high um, is because you really have to master all of those components. And so, um, you know, the whole world of, you know, print media and and television and radio advertising, you know, has really, you know, waned. And so public relations and, um, and, and social media have, you know, really come to the forefront of, you know, of getting your message out of what you're doing, of why you're different and, you know, why people should spend their hard and earn dollars in your restaurant versus, you know, any of the hundreds of, of competitors and basically any market. Yeah. So would you do more TV? Um, I would if the, you know, if the right opportunity right. came up, it was certainly fun. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, no, you were great. I oh, remember, I mean, you. I remember watching and, um, it's very, it's, it's, it's awesome. I'm, I'm so, I'm, I'm in awe of all the things you do and have accomplished and continue to do. It's pretty, it's pretty impressive. Oh, I have to say. Thank you. So before we take a break, um, I have a new book out, as you know, Chef Wise. Yes, and congratulations. It, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so the book is Chef's Advice, but your top advice as a restaurateur or, you know, to other restaurateurs or to a, a chef thinking of getting into the industry. Um, do you have any, like, top words of wisdom? I'm sure you yeah, have lots. I, I mean, I, I think there's so many, but, um, you know, I think that, it's important to, you know, follow a passion and an authenticity, you know, to, you know, to what you do. I, I feel like so many restaurants that don't succeed or you go to and don't have, you know, the experience that you should, there's just a 
convolution of, you know, the design or the, you know, the menu layout or the name. Um, and I think you have to have a real conviction and, and passion. And I feel like, I mean, you know, all these people I'll mention, the John Georges and the Danielles, I mean, like their vision is so clear as to what it is that yeah. they want to do, but that's something that's honed and developed, you know, over time. And so, you know, for young chefs, it's, you know, it's spend the time like working for the masters and the experts, you know, out there, you know, the masters of their craft, um, you know, before you make that, you know, that leap. I mean, if I had a dollar for every chef that I interviewed that was, you know, applying for a job that had had a partnership in a, you know, restaurant that didn't work out. I mean, you don't have a partnership unless, you know, you have, you know, real value and, you know, an equity in something. And I think people don't understand that. But I think, you know, having that vision, having that authenticity to what in, what you're doing and, and putting the time in, because this is not something that you go to culinary school and, you know, you're ready to, you know, to take over. Um, this is, you know, a, a, a craft that, that takes time to really get that sense of, of mastery. And, and when you look at the people that, you know, I know you and I both, you know, love and respect that incredible lunch that we, you know, went to in, in, in Valencia. Valencia. I mean, yes. you know, it was like two maestros there and there was not a thing, not a wine pairing, not a dessert, you know, not a fork that was out of place. And, you know, you really just, you know, took in the, the precision of what, you know, these two companies, you know, and two chefs that probably had never done a collaboration like this together, but you know, their symphony was just, you know, like completely in sync. Yeah, absolutely. That was Marco LaGreco. And yeah, that was, um, it was very special. And to see you in Valencia, and we're going to get more to that in our industry news, because big, big news, as you, you mentioned, <laughs> coming up for Vegas. So um, awesome, awesome advice, of course. So let's take a little break and we'll come back. We'll play my speed round. We'll talk some industry news and my solo dining experience and the final question. So stay with us. This is all in the industry on Heritage Radio Network. Hi, listeners. We wanted to let you know that Heritage Radio Network's Julia Child Fellowship application is now open. The fellowship offers an enriching experience for aspiring food writers and journalists who share our passion for food systems change. The fellowship is a great way to progress in the field of food journalism and digital media and will start in early January 2024. This fellowship will provide participants with hands-on experience, mentorship, and access to an extensive network of industry professionals. The application deadline is November 27, 2023. Check out heritageradionetwork.org and click on the Julia Child Foundation Writing Fellowship link to learn more. If you or someone you know has interest in food studies and journalism, this might be a great fit. Go to heritageradionetwork.org and check out the application today. Thank you. Welcome back to All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Sherry Bayer. My guest today is Elizabeth Blau. She is a Las Vegas-based restaurateur, founder and CEO of a restaurant development company called Blau & Associates, and she operates several restaurants, including a few here in Vegas. One I went to the other night, Honey Salts, and also Buddy V's. So it's time for my speed round. What this is, is I'm going to name a couple things, and you get to pick your preference, such as chocolate or vanilla. Vanilla. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Here we go. Eat in or eat out? Oh, eating in is such a, a treat for me when I get to do it. So that's a toss up. <laughs> okay. How about indoor dining or alfresco dining? When the weather is right, wherever I'm traveling, alfresco is another treat. Yeah, I agree. Wine, beer, cocktail, mocktail, or champagne? Cocktail. Tasting menu or a la carte? A la carte. A la carte, a la carte, a la carte. <laughs> Small plates or large plates? Small plates. Communal table or chef's counter? Chef's counter. Tipping or all-inclusive charge? Tipping. Fried chicken or meatloaf? Fried chicken. Okay. <laughs> How about blackjack or craps? Ooh, blackjack. Do you, do you get over there at all? Do you play at all? Um, we love to play when we're on vacation. Okay. We never play at home, but um, both the blackjack table and the craps, if, we, if we're somewhere on, on vacation, but 
Yeah. These beautiful, incredible hotels and all the restaurants in them were not built on all the winners. So. <laughs> no, no. I, I like playing blackjack, but I played a little last night. It was fun. You have to. You have to. Have it, to. I don't know. You get a good good table and good energy, and it just, it, it was fun. Yes. Well, our gas stations and supermarkets have slot machines. So, you know, if you well, if you allowed yourself to do that, you know, that you, you get you could get into a, you know, a dangerous world. So As we, well as your airport. Yeah, and as well as our <laughs> airport. We catch you coming in and yeah, going out. Yeah. No, I like to play a little bit, but it's not I don't yeah, it's sort of like when in Rome, when in Vegas. Okay, two more. Cheese plate or dessert? Oh, dessert. Manhattan, Brooklyn, or Vegas, or I'll throw in there Cape Cod, because I feel like Cape, you're a fan. Cape Cod. <laughs> <laughs> That's got my heart. <laughs> All right, cool. Cape Cod wins. That's the game. Um, that was fun. So for industry news, as we alluded to already, uh, the article I picked out is in Forbes, and it's entitled, Las Vegas Will Host World's 50 Best Restaurant Awards in 2024. This is by Andy Wang, who I happen to just have lunch with in L.A. <laughs> um, we went to All Day Baby, which was awesome. He is the best. <laughs> he is the best. I knew he was just here, too, and it was... Um, and you're in this article I picked out <laughs> um, because, well, it makes sense that, you, that you're a part of it because you're a big part of the Las Vegas dining scene. And we saw each other in Valencia back in June where the World's 50 Best was held this year. And they just announced it's coming to Vegas, which is a really big deal. I mean, this article or Andy's article cited how really it, there's only right now two restaurants in the U.S. on the 50 best. Uh, that's uh, Automix in New York and Libertadin in New York. So I don't know if it makes a difference or would changes anything with who will make the top 50 or top 100 being that it's going to be in the U.S. But um, I think it's exciting for Vegas. So I, I don't think it makes any difference um, for 2024. But I think the fact that um, we're going to get, you know, hundreds of incredible chefs and the journalists and, you know, all of the academy chairs to kind of come and see mm -hmm. what's what's happening here. I mean, I think that's the globalization that, um, you know, that allows people to, um, you know, to see what's what's happening. But for Las Vegas as the destination in North America to win these awards, I think, as you said, is, you know, is a huge deal. And I think for the win. Um, you know, to host this and right. to have um, that caliber of chefs. I think it's just, it's game changing. I think it's game changing for the city of Las Vegas. I think it's game changing for our entire culinary scene, um, you know, to have chefs of this caliber coming and enjoying, you know, the, I mean, and, and they will, um, they'll enjoy, you know, restaurants all along the strip and um you know many of them probably have have never been here before so um having gotten to um experience Valencia I you know realized um that you know the world's 50 best has really created the preeminent awards whether it's their bars their the launch of their hotel 50 best um you know it's just it's, it's extraordinary and um you know, funny enough, it's a brand that I've been involved with almost since its inception. Robin Leach, um, many, many years ago when it was the Pellegrino 50 Best, yeah. invited me to to be a judge. And I remember Julia Child being there and being at Copia. Um, and uh, it was really quite um, extraordinary. It was an honor to be part of it. And so it's uh, really an honor to be part of it again and see how it's you know, grown, you know, internationally in, in stature. Yeah, absolutely. And what, what is your role now? How involved are you? Um, I am, you know, the, the win is my client and I'm working with them and I'm really just, you know, kind of, uh, you know, helping everyone to, um, you know, to, to execute this at the, you know, at the highest levels. And, you know, the LVCA is, um, is, is presenting this with the, the city. And so it's, you know, it's really, you know, exciting that, um, that, um, it will be a citywide, you know, event, uh, the resort world and, and the Venetian will also be part of, of some of the activities. And so, 
um, I, I guess my my long term experience here will um, you know just provide a, you know a, an an asset to you know to helping everyone to make sure that it's just the, the extraordinary experience that it's been in in all other cities. Yes, I'm sure it will be. I look forward to coming. I'm definitely going to come for it. It was exciting to be at World's 50 Best in Valencia. It was my first time attending the 50 Best. And, you know, it was uh, largely an international mix of attendees. I feel next year we'll see um, how much more of a, a maybe a U.S. presence is there. But um, I was thinking about this last night just when I was walking on the strip about there is no city like Las Vegas. I mean, at all. It's so unique to itself. And I was just thinking how chefs coming here, I feel they're just going to be, their minds going to be blown. <laughs> Even from a distance, when you look at the, the strip all lit up, it's just, it's, it's such a special place. And um, yeah, it's very exciting. They're going to, the article talked about, there's going to be five days of events, including the Wind, Resorts World, and at the Venetian. And as you said, the award ceremony is going to be at the Wind on June 5th. So I look forward to seeing as we near this date, what what different dinners or things they have planned. Um, and it's awesome you're a part of it. And just... Yeah, very cool. William Drew, um, I had on my podcast before, Valencia, and um, it was just so great to be a part of it. So um, I'm excited and good for Vegas. Yeah, no, <laughs> so exciting for, for Vegas and actually for the for the U.S., mm -hmm. um, you know, because, you know, look at the uh, Singapore, Med Melbourne, you know, I mean, there's yeah. just, there's been some, you know, extraordinary, you know, destinations for this and, uh, you know, obviously all coming from London, but, um, they did it in New York several years ago. I know that, but, um, I don't know. I think that's the only, US I think it was, you know, it was a smaller scale, yeah. than, you know, where it's growing yeah. today. So absolutely. So, well, that's exciting. So um, stay that tuned. That is big industry news. <laughs> it is. It's really big news. And but you know what happens in June? June is June. You got the world's fifty best. You got the James Beard Awards, mm -hmm. Aspen Food and Wine. Yes. It's like lots of lots of industry events hit that month. It's always a big one. So, um, but. I'm excited. So, start of yeah. my Cape Cod season, so <laughs> there you my go. My happy place. <laughs> I've been once, and I'm due to go back. So every time I see your photos, I'm <laughs> I'm looking to book my trip. So okay, so it's time for my solo dining experience. So this week it's at Yang Ban. Here's the rundown: the location, seven twelve. South Santa Fe Avenue in Los Angeles. It's in the Los Angeles Arts District. The concept, so at its core, it's a modern Korean American restaurant. The owners and chefs, it's a husband-wife duo, two chefs, uh, Katiana and John Hong. Why did I go? Well, it's been on my list for a while and I was in Los Angeles to attend the LA Chef Conference. I was signing some copies of my ChefWise book and um, so I went in there for a latish dinner by myself and my experience, um, I had the most lovely service. Uh, they were, there was a manager there, his name was Theodore and we had spoken on the phone because I had to change my reservation about a week earlier. And, and so it was like we knew each other and um, it was late on the later side and they had these big-ish booths and they sat me in this booth which was very cozy and comf comfortable um and then I had so much food it was a little ridiculous um <laughs> but it was also delicious and I had a really lovely time and I met the chef John at the end Katiana wasn't there but um it was great to meet him so what did I get well I got the blue crab tostada fried lobster claw golden prawn toast Banchan, which had five different banchan, including broca, avocado, and shinko pear, honey glazed carrots, grilled cucumbers, steamed broccoli, and kimchi. I got the Yangban wings, black rice, and then I did not skip dessert. <laughs> I got the work sundae, which was like a must order. It was amazing. This uh, double eight buffalo milk soft serve, and it had like puffed rice, 
on top and caramel. I'm going to butcher the names if I say the specific names, but it was all delicious. And my take of the whole meal was I, I loved it. I had leftovers. It was way too much food, but I was glad I got to try so many things. I mean, the wings were outstanding. Uh, I loved the lobster claw and of the banchan. I would say the avocado pear and the carrots were my favorites. Uh, so the ambiance, so it's kind of like a dark, sexy space. It's got uh, windows on one side of the wall facing a courtyard and then has these booths and also tables in the middle. And then upstairs, like a half level up, there's a, the kitchen that overlooks the dining room. And I had been in this space, it had previously been, Lincoln Carson had this um, Bon Temps restaurant where he was doing more uh, dessert menu cafe and it was light and bright. So I remembered the space, but they really like dimmed down the lights and made it, I'd say sexy. I'd say it's perfect for a date night or dinner with friends. Interesting tidbit. So Katiana and John both worked at three Michelin starred restaurant at Meadowood in Napa before making Los Angeles their home. And they've received many accolades, including Bon Appetit's best new restaurant in 2022. And it's this restaurant's been under a few uh, versions of it. When it was awarded the Bon Appetit Best New Restaurant, it was called Yang Band Society, and they dropped the society and changed up the menu a little bit, but um, it's excellent. I would highly recommend it. Personal fun fact, so other meals I had while I was in LA, I checked out Layla's Bagels. I always seem to manage to get back to Justa. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> have to go. Um, I tried Funky. I went to Safi's, All Day Baby, Whole Box, um, Lulu, which is Alice Water and David Tannis's place. And Alice is in my book. She wasn't there, but I was glad I got to check out her new spot. And lastly, I stopped by this place, Jones on 3rd, which has been around forever. And they have some books and they had my book. And I met Joan and we had coffee together. Wow. Well, that was a treat. <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. I was staying at the hotel, um, the Pali house right nearby. And so that was that was a big highlight. I got to meet Joan of Jones on 3rd. Okay, so the cost of my meal at Young Band was, it was $80. It, it included, they had a healthy LA 4% service charge. It also, they gave me a 24% discount as an employee. Um, and they comped a few things like the lobster claw. So it's, it was more than 80. And I'm just very grateful that um, they were so generous. And um, I that's not including tax and gratuity, which I did leave. And um, thank you so much for your warm hospitality. Would I go back? Yes. The website's youngbandla.com and Instagram, youngbandla. There you go. Wow. Sounds like you did a lot. <laughs> I can't help myself. <laughs> it's like here, so here in Vegas, I'm trying, I haven't had much time, but well, last night I was going to do Mott 32, but I'd been to their place in um, in Hong Kong. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, yeah, and it was amazing, but I ended up, instead, I went to Ha Salon next door. Oh, great. Because I hadn't been, I'd been to their other other spots, but I'd never been to Ha Salon. It was great, and um, it, was, it was a good hotel to go to the Palazzo. Um, Especially after you too. <laughs> it's yeah, because it's like it's less than a twenty minute yeah. walk. So, um, yeah, but I tend to just run around and try too many restaurants. So <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> so there you go. Um, okay, so it's time for the final question. So my next guest is Eli Culp. He is a chef and partner of High Street Hospitality Group, which is based in Philadelphia. He's the host of the Chef radio podcast. He's also the co-host of Delicious City Philly podcast. So Elizabeth, can you ask a question for Eli? Well, I guess my question for Eli would just be about, um, you know, where is the Philly restaurant scene right now? Because, um, you know, that was uh, the birthplace of the uh, Stephen Starr restaurants and, uh, you know, have been to so many that are our favorites, but, you know, I'd love to know what is um is 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 exciting um and where the philly restaurant scene is uh because it's been so long i will find out i've spent a little time in philly this year doing some things with my book and i did an interview i was on eli's podcast and now he's going to come on mine oh, so um i'm i'm excited about that i will find out and um 
That's the show. Thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. It was such a treat to have you here in Las Vegas. Yeah, no, it's such a, it's, it's lovely to be here. Um, I, yeah, I just, this trip kind of came about spontaneously, but it's, it's good to be back and I look forward to returning in June. Um, and congratulations on everything you've accomplished. We touched on not even, not even a smidgen of everything, just a little, a little taste of what you, you do and have done over the years and congratulations and just really, you know, Las Vegas has become the culinary destination it is today largely based on your efforts. So oh, I well, I, I think it's it takes a village, but I appreciate that. And congratulations back to you. And I know, having done our Honey Salt Cookbook, how much uh, work, uh, while well, they're labors of love, but um, so, uh, so really yes. kudos to well, you. Congratulations, on yes, on your book too, because it's, yes, having done a book now, my appreciation for anyone who does or a book is gone way up, yeah. went way up. It's a lot of work. Yeah, so. and then add all those recipes and recipe testing yeah. and, yeah. and, and it, having the recipe testers test the testing. Yeah, I didn't have to do that. I just had to get advice from chefs around the world, which um, was a dream project for me, but of course could be a little challenging getting responses I'm here and sure. there. But last thing I'll say is also at your restaurant, I loved seeing all of your press on the walls there was there was an old food arts cover yes. and I I interned at food arts back in 1999 oh, so wow. yeah I um I snapped a few pictures oh, of your press on the wall because I was just um I was kind of going down memory lane with you you've gotten a lot of amazing amazing press Okay, so my guest today has been Elizabeth Lau. She's Las Vegas-based restaurateur, the founder and CEO of restaurant development company Blau & Associates, and she's got several restaurants, including Honey Salt and Buddy V's here in Las Vegas. Her website is elizabethblau.com, and on Instagram, you can follow her at elizabethblau. Am I missing anything there? No. Okay. So follow her and uh, check out her website for more information. You can follow me at Sherry Bayer at Bayer PR and at All Industry. My Facebook page is All in the Industry. My websites are BayerPublicRelations.com, SherryBayer.com, and AllInTheIndustry.com. All of our shows are archived at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. We are also on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Check out my new book, ChefWise, Life Lessons from Leading Chefs Around the World by Fiden. It's available wherever books are sold. Thanks to my engineer today, Armin. Thanks again to Elizabeth. And thanks to her lovely director of marketing, Kristen. I'm your host and producer and author, Sherry Bayer. I will be back next week with a new show. Hope you'll tune in then. And thank you, as always, for being part of All in the Industry. Bye. All in the Industry is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org slash subscribe.